So without further ado, I want to introduce you guys to one of my best friends. His name is Joseph Savoka. He actually went to Washington, uh, not like not DC, Washington, the state for a very long time, ruined my life completely because he was one of my best friends and he decided to leave for like four years of my life. That sent me spiraling. Not really. Um, he left. He moved out there. He had to figure out who he was, you know, and who he was, whatever. But he is now a missionary, and I'm going to let him share his testimony, and he's going to come and do that right now. Give a round of applause to Joseph Savoka. All right. Oh, gosh. Um, yeah. Uh, James had some of that right. Uh, I'll go and we'll go cover pretty much my whole life for the past uh, 10 years. But yeah, I um, essentially uh, grew up in this church. Uh, I was in this youth group when I was y'all's age, but we were over in uh, the F building over there, um, not here. Uh, we moved over here when I was like, a leader in uh, the youth group um, when James was a student here, uh, and Jacob. So I was their leaders, telling you guys how old I am. Um, <laughs> but uh, when I was y'all's age, when I was in y'all's seats, the, the huge thing that was on my mind that I was wondering was, what is my purpose in life? What am I doing with my life? I'm about to go to college. What am I, like, what am I doing? Like, what is going to be my career? What is going to be my life? What's my purpose? Or the, the church word for that is, what is my calling? Like, the calling. You probably heard that a lot. Has any of y'all wondered or asked yourself that same question? Raise your hands. It helps me. <laughs> uh, cool. Awesome. Uh, does anyone want to just like maybe shout out what they think calling is? No right or wrong answers. What you're meant to do. Wait, what, what did you say? Okay, what God called you to do, your faith. Any other thoughts on what your calling is? Profession. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. God's plan for your life. Yeah. All, all these things were kind of going through my head, and I was trying to figure out what that meant for me. You know, what is God's calling for my life? What is my faith? What is, what is God's plan, or what am I supposed to do? Uh, you know, and I had three passions. There was three things that I just loved doing, and I need you guys to remember this, because there will be a quiz. Um, you guys didn't think you were getting quizzed during summer, did you? Um, the first thing that I was passionate about was writing songs. I love writing songs. I love telling stories. I love telling my story uh, through songs. Um, and I've done that since I was, before I can walk, before I can talk, I was writing songs. That's how my parents describe it. Um, the second thing I love doing is playing music. Um, as soon as I got a guitar at like the age of 12 and started learning how to play, uh, I've just been enwrapped by it. Um, like, and just, yeah, it's been my life. Um, 
I've watched a YouTube video recently where it was like, don't make music your personality. And I'm like, that's too late for me. Um, <laughs> music is my personality. Um, and then the third thing that I love doing is traveling. I just enjoy a great road trip, uh, just down on the highways or flying. I love flying. I love flying by myself. I don't know. It's just fun walking through airports. It's this mysterious place in between lands where it all looks the same. Um, but yeah, I those are those were my three passions, and I I loved it. And so when I was thinking about my profession, or what am I, uh, what God wants me to do, and stuff like that, and I looked at my three passions. I thought, God wants me to be a rock star. He wants me to form a rock band, and yeah, and that was it. That was, that became my focus. Again, guys, I made music my personality, so um, I was this. A weird kind of like hippie punk. Um, I walked around this campus like with jeans and band t-shirts that sometimes had skulls on them. They were ripped. Uh, I eventually, I became the rule, like when I was playing on the main worship band, uh, eventually there had to be a rule that you had to wear shoes. That was me. Um, and you couldn't wear clothing that had rips in them. Again, that was me. Um, <laughs> because I always had, I had jeans that had natural rips. Not these like pre-bought jeans with rips in them nowadays. No, mine come from actual wear and tear. Um, <laughs> and so this was my personality. Like this was, this is what I thought was my calling, was to do this. And a lot of people kind of looked at me weirdly. Uh, I don't believe South Louisiana understands the kind of like rock punk culture. So I was like, I would get these weird glances from parents as I was like leading their kids. Maybe also because I was driving a car while standing on the like sunroof of it. That's another ish different thing. Um, but like people would kind of look at me weird or I would get like these kind of like soft like uh, Southern hospitality suggestions like, hey, maybe you should like look into this, or maybe you should you should try this. You should try worship leading, you know, the calmer version of what you're wanting to do. And I, it felt like an attack of me, um, and I felt like I was misunderstood, and I felt like, you know, none of that makes sense, like, and I was confused. A lot of it, I confused myself. A lot of it, other people were confusing me, but that just didn't make sense. Like, if God was calling me to be a rock star, why are all these other people telling me to do this? And so, uh, James, have you typed them up? Guys, I told James that I didn't have points in my message tonight, and then during worship, I was like, oh, these are the points I want to make. Can you type them up, please? So uh, let's just clap for James being an awesome sound media guy. Yeah. Love you. Uh, I did not abandon him. Um, <laughs> so my first point is that walking in your calling may look weird to people. When you start walking in your calling, it may people may not understand. And 
We see that in scriptures that uh, it says in like first Corinthians that uh, God made the spiritual and the holy things foolishness to those who don't believe. And so when you start walking in your calling, and I'll get to what a calling is later, uh, but when you start walking in your calling, it may look weird to other people. So that's my first point. So this was all, all this was kind of going through my head like 10 or so years ago. I did have a rock band. We were playing shows. Um, and there was a, we used to do these like Tuesday night prayer groups for the youth, um, for you guys. But uh, like the youth didn't show up. It was mainly just the leaders that showed up, which was fine. Um, and there was one night, I remember it so clearly. I, well, I don't remember it so clearly. I forgot how we got to this point, but we would have like a chair up on, the, we had a chair up on the stage and we were taking turns, like having somebody sit in the chair and laying hands and praying over them. And the youth pastor at the time, Pastor Elijah, I heard that he came and like spoke here before. So do you guys know him? Remember him? Um, Anyways, uh, he prayed over me. God is calling you to a season of wilderness. And as soon as he said that, I got in my mind, I got a clear image of evergreen trees and a road like driving in between evergreen trees. And I knew God's calling me to Seattle. God's calling me to Washington. There There was a time of when I was doubting that call, but then God like really, really reassured me. He, he was calling me to Washington. And so I got really excited because again, I love to travel. I wanted to move out of South Louisiana where it seemed like people didn't understand me to the hometown of Jimi Hendrix and Nirvana to where people may understand me. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is going to be like the start of my whole life where I, I'm going to like form a band up there. It's going to be awesome. Um, I'm going to maybe meet the love of my life, you know, start that whole uh that whole new life, that whole thing, and start living in my calling. I got so focused on that and all that head dreams, daydreams, that I forgot what God actually called me to, which was a season of wilderness. And if you know anything or read anything about the Bible, wilderness is not a good thing. If you look up the definition of wilderness, it literally says like um, a desolate, insurvivable place. Like things, you either survive or die out in the wilderness. And I (laughs) did not know that. It was like not until like two years ago or something like that that I actually looked up what wilderness meant. Um, And you see that in the Bible that uh, the Israelites, when they were brought out of Egypt, they had to wander the wilderness for 40 years until they got their hearts right before God. Jesus had to go into the wilderness before he ever did any kind of ministry or miracle. And so this w- wilderness is like a time of trials. It's a time of testing. It's a time of proving your loyalty. And I was not ready for it. 
God started to work on my heart. He started to change me. He started to challenge me. And I thought he was being rude. I didn't like it. I, I didn't like what God was trying to do in my life. So I walked away. I was still involved in the youth group I was uh, got plugged into. I was still doing all the, the Christian service that I could. But I wore myself out working. I wore my faith out. And there was a point, um, Christmas Day 2018, we were handing out blankets and food and mittens to the homeless people in downtown Tacoma, where it's like really cold. And I clearly had the thought, I don't believe in God. I don't believe in God. And that night, I remember driving home and feeling, I'm being real, guys. This is like exactly how I felt. But I felt like just a skeleton with skin hanging over me. There was no heart, no lungs, no blood, no veins. I felt lifeless. I felt walk, like a walking dead person. And I want you to know there is no life outside of Jesus. There is no life outside of God. The world may tell you that they're living it up, but they are empty. They are voidless. And they'll never be satisfied outside of God. And so I had this horrible, sinking feeling. And I immediately just cried out to God, I am so sorry. I'm so sorry, God. Please, please come back. So I started up a relationship with God again. And there was some trust issues, mostly on my end. I, I, was, I didn't trust myself. Um, but God trusted me. Still, despite everything I did to him, and he called me to Ensenada, Mexico to serve with this mission organization called Youth with a Mission. Um, so when I was there, uh, I was serving in this program that we have called Mission Adventures, which is kind of like a week-long trip that y your fellow like students and Jacob are out doing. Uh, but we also pack it with like this youth conference where we, we teach you guys and we pour into y'all. And we, it's full of worship and games and ministry as well. And it's this inspire like living in missions. And so like I did that for the whole summer being a leader there. And God called me again. And he called me and he said, I want you to, uh, I want you to be a part of this community. I want you to plant roots, I want you to grow, and I want you to thrive. And so I knew I needed to be a part of that community. And so um, they have this, so I was like, what do I have to do to be a part of this community? And you have to do this school called a discipleship training school, which is kind of like this motto over here, know God, know who you are do it for the kingdom. Like that's exactly what a discipleship training school is. You spend three months 
in these lectures, learning about God, uh, learning about your identity in God, and then you spend two months uh, out on outreach, like a like a two month long mission trip, making Him known and doing it for the kingdom. And so uh, I had to do this school, and we had, and this is this is where I learned what a calling is. In this school, this is where I learned a calling. Uh, that we spent a whole week on calling, on on purpose. And um, I'm going to do a little demonstration. I need you guys to participate with me. Uh, so stick out your right hand. Yes, uh, yes. Um, and now we're going to shake it all about. We're not going to do the hokey pokey. We're not going to turn around. Um, but this is what it's about. Um, so... This, this shaking, keep shaking, keep shaking, don't stop. Uh, this is your life without God. It's chaotic. It doesn't make sense. It's very tiring. I don't know about you guys. I don't know how much more I can keep this up. But um, I, I look, you're, you're already falling. She's like holding her hand. Like, please don't fall. Um, so this is your life without God. And then God is over here. Take your left hand. Do like this wave. Yep. Yep. It's a bit... No, no, we're not, we're not shaking the left hand. We're waving. We're doing a wave. So God is in this motion. Just keep shaking the right hand, though. Um, <laughs> uh, so God is in this motion, this kind of wave. And then we, when we see how peaceful and how calm it is to be, like, how God's life is, we try to mimic that. Okay, now let's both do the wave but we're trying in our own strength to look like God and to be like God. And sometimes when we, there's still like this selfishness, there's still this pride, there's still um, our own desires that confuse us. And sometimes we get out of loop with God and we start doing our own thing. And we can be claimed to be Christians and we can claim to live our lives like God, but look, we're out of sync with God. So this is, this is your calling. Clamp your hands like this. This is your calling. I want you to think about moving just your left hand. And just, just move it. Like, just move your left hand. Only your left hand. Move it around. I'm sorry for the people that are listening to the recording. They're going to be so confused on what we're doing. Um, what is your right hand doing? Yeah, your right hand is just moving with your left hand. And I skipped point number two, uh, so we're going to go to point number three. <laughs> um, your calling is to simply be with God. Your calling is to be like this. And there's times where you have to grip so tightly to him, where it doesn't make sense, but you're gripping so tightly. There's times where, oh, you get tired and you need a stretch. Oh my gosh, okay. Maybe let's not hold on for so long. Maybe you let go. But your calling is like this. If you try to do your own thing, try to be chaotic, you see it doesn't quite work. 
when you're with God, it all makes sense. It all makes sense. And he, there's a scripture in Proverbs where it says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Um, that doesn't mean, oh, I get to do whatever I want. But the more you spend with God, the more you become like God. You're not trying in your own strength anymore. You're, it's just rubbing off. How many of y'all have like a best friend that you spend every waking hour with? <laughs> okay. Have you, have you ever caught yourself when you're not around that person doing something or saying something in the same way that they would? That's exactly what we're called to. Christian, the word Christian means Christ follower. It means, it means little Christian. You're like a little version of Christ. And when you are like this, when you're spending time knowing God and talking to him and hearing him and, and listening to him, he rubs off on you. And soon, without even any thought, without any effort, you're patient, you're kind, you're loving, you're joyful, uh, you're sharing goodness and um, other fruits of the spirits, self-control. Um, <laughs> but that comes with just being with him. And so when I did, um, when I did my schooling, it came time to uh, go on this two-month outreach. And there was several, well, there was two options. Um, one was in South Mexico, uh, right over to Belize. They were like right next to each other. And then the other option was Madagascar. And God told me, I asked God, God, what do you want me to do? Where do you want to go? And we had this dialogue because relationship is like that. Relationship is dialogue. And he said, go on an adventure. Choose whichever. I will be with you. So I chose Madagascar. However, I chose Madagascar in March of 2020. Uh, so we, do we all know what happened March 2020? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it all got closed down, and I had to uh, leave Ensenada um, just for protocol reasons. Also, I didn't want to get trapped in Mexico at that time. But I knew I was called to Ensenada because God called me to be with him, and I wanted to be with him. So I moved back to Ensenada and spent two years just learning to be with him. I'm still learning to be with him, guys. It's a process. It takes time. There's a, at first it takes effort, but eventually it takes no effort. And so there came a point last year, um, I'm gearing up to uh, staff this discipleship training school that I was coming up in uh, September uh, 22. And I just said, God, I want to go to Madagascar. I want to 
go on this trip um, that I never got to have. And in that relationship, he was like, let's do it. Let's go. And so I had the opportunity to uh, lead 10 students, 10 people between the ages of 17 and 25, halfway across the world. And I just want to share like a quick video of what that looks like or what that did look like because it's past.
Okay. Oh, I love Madagascar. Um, does anybody remember my three passions? Writing songs. Play music. Traveling. What did I do in, in Madagascar? I did all three of those. I'm not a rock star guy, so it didn't play out exactly how I imagined it when I was a teenager. But I am living in the passions that God has given me. And God has given you guys dreams. He has given you guys passions. He has given you things that you may just think is some kind of hobby. But he wants to use this for his kingdom. He wants to use it to share the gospel. He wants to use it just to bless you. God says, I have come to give you life and life abundantly. If we weren't supposed to live out our dreams, then what kind of life is that? Now, I'm not, I'm not trying to say, like, go do whatever you want. Like, just, like, oh, God is calling me to go do this. Like, listen to God. Have that dialogue with God. But when it comes to deciding what do I need to do to be with God, God gives us three things. First commandment, love the Lord your God. The second greatest commandment that Jesus said is just as equal as the first, love your neighbor. And then the Great Commission, go and make disciples. Go teach other people how to do the first two. If you're, it's that simple. We try to overcomplicate things. Like how I did as a teenager when I'm trying to figure out what is my profession? What is my calling? What am I supposed to do? Is it supposed to look like this? Is it supposed to be that? Am I supposed to just be a worship leader or am I supposed to go play rock music? Like, and I'm trying to make sense of it all. It's literally three things that I just need to check off. Okay, four. Love God. Love others. Go make disciples. Talk to Jesus. And listen. That's it. It doesn't have to run through a seminary. It doesn't have to run, like, you don't have to be all consumed with a church. James works with computers. I totally believe he's been in the call of God. Michael back there, I was also one of his leaders. He works in plumbing. I believe he's also in the call of God. Because we just need to be with him. There's nothing more important to the Christian life than just being with God. Can the worship team come up? Okay, so I've been gone for a very long time. I don't know, really know any of you guys. So I want to take a few moments. Uh, you can close your eyes if you want. I don't care. Um, but if you haven't given your life to Jesus, 
if you haven't, if you don't believe of the work that he did on the cross to give you this freedom, to be in a relationship with him, I want to just give you the opportunity to, at the end, just come forth, pray with some of the leaders. And we'll walk you through a simple prayer of just repentance and laying down our lives and saying, God, I'm yours. I want to be with you. So if if that's where you're at, then... Come, come find prayer. Come find a leader to pray with. Secondly, if you've been wrestling with being with God, look, guys, the Bible says that we have a sinful nature. The, it, it, Paul says in Romans, uh, why do I do the things that I hate and not do the things that I know I need to be doing because there's this force inside of us. We're all born with this sinful nature or the Bible also says our flesh. I like to call it pride and selfishness. Just wanting things my way. Wanting the things I want. Doing things how I see best. I don't need God. I know what I'm doing and that leads us into a lot of areas. And also, it leads us into a lot of temptations. Lying, stealing, hating people, anger, pornography. I can, alcohol, go on. I can go on. It, there's a lot of behaviors that fall under the umbrella of selfishness. This is just what I want. And if we're not careful, that soon becomes an addiction. We become addicted to having things our way. So if that's in an area, and but those, those things, those selfishness, those areas, we, we may not notice it, we may not want it, but they build a wall between us and God. They build a wall that keeps us separated from just being with him and living in life abundantly. So if, if you're in an area, if there's an area that comes to mind when I'm talking about this, if there's something that you just need to let go of and just surrender it to God, also come up. Come talk to the leaders. Come talk to me. I would love to pray with you guys and watch you all walk in the freedom, walk in your calling. Watch y'all just be with God. I asked the worship team to lead a simple worship song. It's It's a beautiful song. It talks about the verses just go like, I'm sorry for wanting things my way. I'm sorry for just going through emotions of Christianity, of trying to mimic your wave rather than just be with you. And and, and the bridge, I, I love the bridge. It just says, nothing else will do. I just want you. So if you don't need prayer tonight, 
let this worship song wash over you. And just in your own space, in your own words, say, God, I want you. I want to be with you. Show me how. Show me how I can walk with you. Show me the pace that you're moving at. Show me where you're going. God, speak to me. The Holy Spirit was given to you guys so he can speak to y'all. Isn't that just crazy that the, 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 the God of the entire freaking universe which I was watching some videos the other day uh, some people think it's like there's like 700 billion stars or something like that but there's a possibility that there's still more space than what we know and that the space can actually be infinite and that there's actually no end to what we actually know isn't it crazy that the God of all that wants to be with you he wants to speak with you so I just invite you guys tonight to do what you have to do fall on your knees fall on your face cry out to God journal come seek prayer sing this worship song but lay give yourself to God I want to be with you. I just want you. I'm caught up in your presence. I just want to sit here at your feet. I'm caught up in this holy When 
catches hold you. Nothing is. Nothing is. Nothing else will do. I just want you. Nothing else. Nothing else. Nothing else will do. for one more moment.
chapter 10 uh, no correlation to the tattoo on my arm um, but Jesus said that he is a good shepherd and that his sheep know his voice see sheep sheep are stupid creatures guys we are sheep we're stupid creatures <laughs> follow a good shepherd who will not lead us into danger but instead he leads us to green pastures and still waters he leads us to peace to joy to life God, it's not easy. That was the second point I gave James to type up. But your calling to just be with God sometimes is the most difficult thing you can do. This culture, this society is so loud and it hates you. surprised by that. The Bible says that they're going to hate you because they hated me first. Jesus said that. Jesus said they're going to hate you because they hated me first. And they don't hate you. They hate the me that is in you. They hate the Holy Spirit that is in you. They're up. They're angry at God. They're upset with God. But they're taking it out on you. They're lashing out on you because you're physically here. They can't physically attack God. So being with God is sometimes the most difficult thing, but it's the most life-giving thing there is. Because it was what you were created You were created to be with him. Our, our, 
I've been doing a lot of studies on spiritual disciplines and the Sabbath and all these different things. Um, but there, there's like this psychologist that said that if the human desire was to ever be satisfied, it would need to experience everything. It would need to experience literally everything, do everything, meet every single person, try every single food, try every single drink, and still it would not be enough because our desire was placed, was created by a God who is infinite. And the only way our desires will be satisfied is when we're with God. I know I'm just kind of rambling on at this point and we kind of want to close and go downstairs and play games or go get some food i'm kind of hungry all i've had was starbucks drinks today um and two bowls of cereal but i can't pass this moment i can't let you guys leave without just just without over and over and over saying it God is the best thing God is the best thing for your life to be with him there's nothing like it to have this relationship there's nothing like it nothing will compare to being with him. So become a sheep. Become a stupid sheep that just hears the good shepherd's voice and follows. And just longs to be at his feet. Longs to be in the pastures and the waters that he leads us to. And sometimes, sometimes we'll stray. Sometimes we'll, we'll go, we'll think, oh, I kind of know where the grass is better. I'm going to go. And if you ever find yourself in that moment, I pray that you'll just let God break your ankles and throw you over his shoulder and carry you back to his fold. I know that your spirit knows them. I know that you know them. I know that you created them. I know that the Psalms 139 is true, that you laid out every single day of their lives before you. I know you know them. So speak to them, good shepherd, speak to them. And guys, I just beg you, if you need to stay here for a while, I... Sorry, James, you don't get to lock up when you want to. But if you just need to stay here a while, if you just need to rest, I'm going to run to the back, put on some, like, ambient Christian music so Felicia doesn't have to stay up here the entire time. Um, and just sit here. If you just need to sit here, if you just need to talk to God, 
do it. Do whatever you need to do. The, Jesus tells the parable of, of the man who finds a pearl in the field. And he goes and he sells everything to buy the field just so he can have the one pearl. Guys, do whatever you need to do to be with God. There's no right or wrong way to approach God. Just come humbly before him saying, God, I need you. There's no magic words. Just lay yourself down and say, God, I need you. And this is the first time since I started praying that I opened my eyes and saw that I'm facing the drum kit. Not you guys. Um... what you need to if if you're all good if you're all settled with God you know this is an ongoing process this is an ongoing walk with him so you're not going to be able to hash out everything with God tonight I understand that you can at least start and if you have started like go get some snacks downstairs I don't care some parents back there it looks like they're waiting for people so I'm sorry um, <laughs> but if you need more time please please I beg you take the time take the time tonight don't wait you are not guaranteed another moment of your life you may leave family life church and get in the wreck right outside and your life's over I'm not speaking out over anybody guys are all safe driving home but there's no guarantee that you're going to see tomorrow so please do what you can do what you have to and I am going to stop rambling you guys have a blessed night